when you ask that person, who do you want to work with? Oh, I want to work with women who are feeling overwhelmed and burned out. And they believe that that's their customer avatar. That's not your customer avatar. That is just another factor in an ideal customer. Customer avatar is actually the deep, deep psyche of an individual within your pool of ideal customers. And it dives into not just their psyche, but the emotions behind that psyche and also the words that they use to describe their problem that your product or service will solve. Welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show, where every franchisee meets infinite possibilities. Here, you will discover the executive level strategies needed to overcome the overwhelm, concentrate on explosive growth activities, and capture the life of your dreams with me, April Porter. I am an attorney, a former award-winning multi-unit franchisee, and a number one international best-selling author on a mission to help franchisees achieve infinite success. Hello, and welcome back to another Infinite Franchisee Show, where we are bringing you strategies, opportunities, and solutions for your small business and franchise. And this week, we are talking about customer avatar again, and really, where does it apply in your business? So to get started, we're going to do a quick overview of the difference between having an ideal customer profile and a customer avatar. They are two different things, and it is very important to understand the difference. And then we're going to get into where the customer avatar can help you raise revenues immediately if you apply it to these strategies in your business that we talk about today. So let's dive right in. First of all, ideal customer and customer avatar, they are different things. Unfortunately, almost every business owner believes that they have a customer avatar because the words and the phrases are used interchangeably in the small business world when in fact they should not be. So most small businesses, most franchises have what we call an ideal customer and are missing out on the secret sauce of a customer avatar. An ideal customer is really about demographics. It's that niche that you're trying to target your message to. So Those demographics really include the gender, marital status, do they have kids, what age are their kids, geographic region they live in or work in, what type of profession they have, or possibly what type of motivation level. Are they a high achiever? Are they your average Joe? And then there might be a couple of other little things in there. And where people get off and they think that they actually have a customer avatar is when they add in the motivations that the customer feels regarding the problem that they have and the solution that your business provides. So for instance, you may hear a 30-second commercial that says something like, I help high-achieving women who feel overwhelmed and burned out in their business lives and feel guilt for not paying attention enough and feel guilt for not spending enough quality time with their families, organize their schedules in a way that leave them feeling content and secure that they are living the life of their dreams. Okay. So you might've heard a 30 second commercial, something like that. So when you ask that person, who do you want to work with? Oh, I want to work with women who are feeling overwhelmed and burned out. And they believe that that's their customer avatar. 
That's not your customer avatar. That is just another factor in an ideal customer. Customer avatar is actually the deep, deep psyche of an individual within your pool of ideal customers. And it dives into not just their psyche, but the emotions behind that psyche and also the words that they use to describe their problem that your product or service will solve. Now, these words could be used out loud to talk to it about, to talk about it with their friends or their family, or they might be words that are purely used inside their heads in an internal dialogue. And that's where it gets really tricky to figure out the customer avatar, but that's also where the power of figuring out a customer avatar comes from. Because once you know what words they are using inside their heads that are their innermost secrets that they are sharing with only themselves about this problem, and you use that in your marketing messaging, they feel like suddenly someone finally understands what I haven't been able to say out loud. Someone sees me, someone hears me, someone understands me, and I believe instantly that this person can help me. This person, if I buy their product or service, they can solve this problem for me once and for all. And that's the power of a customer avatar. And here's another little secret. You have three to five different customer avatars. That means three to five different ways in different psyches that people have and the the words they're using to talk about this problem are different between all three to five of them. Now, all three to five of those customer avatars are inside that pool of people that you're defining as your ideal customer, okay? So customer avatar takes everything you know about your ideal customer and it goes about 30,000 feet deeper. So that's really the difference between ideal customer and customer avatar. And the biggest mistake, the biggest mistake that is being made out there around this subject matter is an assumption that the franchisee or the small business owner actually has a customer avatar because 98% of small businesses do not have one. They have not gone through the work. They have not created the customer avatar profile. They do not understand the psyche and they do not understand how to use it to their advantage all throughout their businesses. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is once you figure it out, once you have that customer avatar, then how does it work inside your business? Well, it should literally be the starting point for every strategy that you're putting in place inside your business. When you're deciding what to price your products, the very first thing you should be looking at is that customer avatar. How much of a pain point is it for this person? How is it affecting their daily lives? What are they saying about it to themselves? You're going to know then how deeply rooted the emotions are that are tied to the problem you're solving, right? And every product and service is going to have various levels of how deeply it's affecting someone on a psychological and emotional level. But if you can tap into that, wherever that is in the spectrum, if you can tap into it directly, then you're still the best solution for that problem or service. So whether or not it's mowing the lawn, right? So mowing the lawn for one of your customer avatars may be totally a convenience thing. It might be, I don't want to mow the lawn. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do that for a half an hour every week. I don't want to be out there sweating after a long day's work whatever it might be. But for somebody else, for somebody else, there could be serious trauma 
behind not mowing a lawn, right? Like I don't want to mow the lawn because I don't feel like I live in a safe neighborhood. And I'm afraid that if I'm out there and people know that I'm a woman who lives alone and I'm mowing my lawn and they see me mowing the lawn, that it's actually putting me at risk of a home break-in or something like that. Now, those are two very big extremes. And that's a very, I did that on purpose so that you would see that there's a large spectrum. So what you want to know is how likely is it that those people are your customer avatar? And if so, you can see where you would want to maybe price your product or service differently based on how motivated they are to get someone to mow their lawn. You'd also want to obviously put your marketing message differently about why it is they should have someone who can be trusted and bonded and insured and, you know, vetted and with background checks and all those different things mow their lawn. That's going to be important to person number two. Background checks, the vetting, that's going to be important to person number two. To person number one, who just wants their lawn mode so that because they don't want to do it, they may not be as concerned about that. So it goes to your marketing messaging, obviously, but it can also impact the way you price your products. It can also impact the way you package your products. So you might want to bundle certain items together because it's going to make sense to customer avatar A. But to customer avatar B, they may not care about one of those things in your bundle. So guess what? you make up another bundle that's going to speak directly to customer avatar B so that you have something that taps into both of them and gets them to say yes at your sales meeting. A sales meeting is another place that you're going to use customer avatar. You want to make sure that if you're using a sales script and you're teaching your employees a sales script, that they understand which words to use, kind of like a Mad Libs. Which words are they going to fill in the blanks with if they're talking to customer avatar A versus if they're talking to customer avatar B? These things are important because, again, you don't want to pull them in from a fantastic marketing message that you use the customer avatar to draw them in and they get there and the sales meeting doesn't track. It's not consistent with what they learned about you from the marketing message. So then there's a disconnect and they feel kind of like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. I guess I, I want to wait now. It puts that just enough hesitation into them that they're going to say, I need to think about it because there wasn't a consistency between what pulled them in and then what tried to sell them. Customer avatar also spills over into how you hire employees. In fact, let's start referring to this for this section as an employee avatar. You want to know who that person is that you want to hire. What is their psyche? What is their emotional motivation? What are the words that they're using in everyday life and also internally? And then guess what? You want to write your job description so that they recognize this is the place they need to be when they read it. Also, you want to set up your training to work with the way that they think, the way that they learn, the way that they're going to be motivated. Bonus structures, pay structures, benefit structures, all of that needs to speak directly to your employee avatar, not what you think employees as a whole are looking for in the job market. That's one of the reasons people are having such a hard time finding and keeping employees right now, because they're trying to do what they think as an employer, what do I think is going to attract people? I think it's higher wages, higher wages, higher wages. When in actuality, if they examine their employee avatar, they might find some really 
interesting golden nuggets that they can put into their employment package that are going to draw the right people in and get them to say yes over a higher wage at another company. So the moral of the story today is that customer avatar is the most underused strategy of small business owners, but it is the most impactful one. And so if you want to make an instant leap in your business, an instant impact on your business, you've got to figure out your customer avatar profiles, all three to five of them for each product and service that you sell. When I say each product and service, I do want to clarify really quickly. If you have multiple products and services, but they all serve the same ideal customer, then you're going to have just three to five customer avatars. But if they serve different ideal customers, then you're going to have more than three to five. And so like if you have a fashion line and you have women's clothing and men's clothing, then those are two ideal customers. So you're going to have somewhere between six and 10 customer avatar profiles that you want to be taking into consideration when you do things. Now, all of your customer avatar profiles are going to have things in common because they're coming from that same ideal customer pool. But just having that ideal customer pool is not enough. You need those customer avatars. So to develop those usually takes a few hours per customer avatar. So this is not just a quick, oh, I'm going to jot a few things down and I know my customer avatar. This is an in-depth process and it actually requires research in addition to just uh, going through the exercises. So um, once you figure out how to do it though, then of course you can speed up the process. So once you've done one or two customer avatars, you can knock out the rest and, and really get a sense of how to do it quickly. But this is also something that when you invest in doing it, you have it then for your life of your business. You're going to take some things into consideration, changes in economy, changes in environment, changes that could impact your customer psyche or emotions along the way that are external. But for the most part, you're going to have your blueprint to higher revenues once you go through the process. So the important thing is really understanding that there is a process to it and that 99.9% of the time, you are going to need someone to teach you the process because this is an advanced marketing strategy. It is not something that you can learn by reading an article or by reading a professional development book or even by listening to this podcast. So you are going to need to go through the exercises to develop it. So if you want to know if you actually have a customer avatar or an ideal customer, then set up a consult with me and I'll take a listen to what you've got. And I'll let you know if you really do have a customer avatar or if that's just an ideal customer and what you need to tweak in order to get to your customer avatar. So just click the link in the show notes. That's free as always. So you can just sign up for that consult and then have an awesome week. And I'm really hoping that this made some new things click for you in this customer avatar subject and that it's going to help take you to infinite success. Until next time, guys, and between now and next time, remember, you can always ask April Porter inside our Franchisee Infinite Facebook group. See you later. Do you love the Infinite Franchisee Show? I'd love to hear from you. Take 60 seconds and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. 
It is such a small thing that can help so many other franchisees and entrepreneurs find us. And then they can discover infinite possibilities too. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next time, remember, there are infinite opportunities to grow your business and reach the sanity, wealth, and gratitude you deserve. So don't ever settle for anything less than infinite success.